0: Listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr.
1: Today I'm very excited to have back with me in the studio my father. And uh, if you didn't get a chance to see the, uh, the series or the beginning of this series that my father taught uh, on the gifts of the spirit, you need to go back and watch that. Uh, but right when we were ending, uh, my father was giving a thought that we just didn't have time to cover. And so thanks for being back, Dad. I'm well, just going to. great.
0: Yeah, I'm, we're happy. Church I'm just gonna starts house. Sunday. That's
1: right. Just three days. It's so fast. It feels like it's it's been so fast.
0: Hello, Penny Golden. Bless your heart. I haven't seen her name on the screen for a while. Up in New York. Yeah, I used to do a lot of uh, Facebooks. And uh, especially in 2020, we did that nine weeks of
1: mm-hmm.
0: Miracles at Midnight. Yep. And uh, we got up to over 166,000 different People that, wow. that watched it just kept growing. Wow. Someone said, Why did you stop? So I could get back out on the road and preach. I never I never shut down. I, I just kept going. Yeah, absolutely. And those
1: those broadcasts helped so many people. There were so many that were afraid, somebody that the, the enemy was attacking them during that time. And uh I've had people tell me even on the road, um, tell your dad to do miracles at midnight again. Yeah. And they were they loved it. And uh, it it was powerful. That's the same thing that happened with us. I knew people were going to be facing that lie of the devil and the the fear that the enemy tried to use to attack, you know, Americans.
0: Well, now it's coming out. It was a lie. Right. Thank God for Rand Paul and the rest of them that are holding these people's feet to the fire. I can't believe how easily some Americans caved in to that kind of control. But. Uh, You know, the average intelligence in this country is dropping. (laughs) There's a book called The Dumbing Down of America. They ought to write volume, two because certainly people were brainwashed. But I always say I'm bloodwashed, not brainwashed.
1: (laughs) Amen. And so today, this was great because if you haven't gotten the first um, book that my father released in this series on the gifts of the Spirit called The Camels Are Coming. It's an introduction to the gifts of the spirit. You need to get it and you can get it at um, shop.tedshuttlesworth.com. But there's another book getting ready to be released very soon on the gift of faith. And um, as dad was teaching on the gifts of the spirit and the gift of faith specifically, uh, and what is the best gift, if you missed that, go back and watch that broadcast. What is the best gift? What are the best gifts, as the Bible says? Um, We got to a thought right at the end that really we didn't have time to cover, but I think today he may cover some of that. But very few people are truly teaching on the gifts of the Spirit anymore, but it needs to be taught, needs to be carried, and people need to begin to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. You know, it's interesting, uh, you're talking about the gift of faith. at church last night, one of the young guys that attends, he's been going there forever, um, gave a testimony. And he didn't say this, but I knew obviously it was the gift of faith and operation. He went in uh, to what was it a detention center, like a prison, and he was praying for people. And there was this guy that he prayed for that, has, that was born with no pectoral muscle on the left side of his chest. It was just chest muscle here and all rib cage on this side. This was last week. Uh, or this week, and uh, he said, well, I want to pray for you, and he said, all right, so he laid his hands on that rib cage, he said, just like a balloon, that chest muscle came right back out, he said, the guy wasn't saved, so he said, what the F was that? He said, what are you guys doing to me? And he ran, he said, his roommate, and the thing ran across the room, freaked him out, but the chest muscle like a balloon under his hand blew right out and the god did a creative miracle in that jail that detention we've Uh, had that happen
0: about five times yeah i've got it on video one there was no lung Mm -hmm. plus no chest muscle and uh, that was in providence rhode island a hispanic brother and uh, it grew out and then i had him drink water Mm because he said he couldn't even drink a bottle of water without choking right he drank the whole thing down what god can do mm-hmm. nobody else can do and really it's like you said companion
1: gifts a lot of times the gifts work together gift of faith with the working of miracles
0: tongues with the interpretation of tongues word of knowledge with working of miracles etc mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: so in that case you probably were seeing the gift of faith in
0: operation with the working of miracles THE GIFT OF FAITH RECEIVES, THE WORKING OF MIRACLES uh, DOES SOMETHING. Mm -hmm. AND SO VERY IMPORTANT, THE BIBLE SPEAKS OF THAT, THAT um, THERE ARE DIFFERENCES IN THE WAY THINGS ARE ADMINISTERED, ADMINISTRATIONS. Mm -hmm. BUT THE MANIFESTATION IS WHAT GOD IS LOOKING FOR. Mm -hmm. NOW IF I WERE TO, In fact, I will. Let's just start. If I were to encourage you, I would write one big word. If I had a notepad, I'd write one word on it. Souls. S-O-U-L-S. God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son. That's Jesus. Jesus so modeled the Father's heart that the Bible says in Acts 10, verse 38, how God, God that gave us Jesus, how God anointed or gave the ability, the capacity, the power, the force, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, And there it is, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and the anointing with the Holy Ghost. And he went about doing good, healing, one of the nine gifts of the Spirit. So the gifts of the Spirit manifest the goodness of God. Talking about manifestation now. Mm -hmm. And it manifests God's goodness to... An unbelieving world, like the prison cell story that my son just told you about. In a padded cell are people that have lost their minds through all kinds of reasons, drugs, torment, demons. But even in a padded cell, the gifts can come and set people free. I know a minister has a big church in the Chicago area. He was in a padded cell when Jesus appeared to him, gave him back his mind, and he's been pastoring there for almost 30-some years now. There is no limitation to the gifts of the Spirit. There's no geographical boundary. There is no time. You know, time really is an island sandwiched between two eternities. In the beginning, God, and at the end of the day, God. Anything that happens in between, on that island of time has the Spirit of God's control if you will receive it, because God is not going to force you to receive. But the Bible, there's a scripture I always like, son, it says, choose you this day whom you're going to serve. Serving God is a choice. Now talking about souls, it's going to take these gifts of the Spirit, both by manifestation and operation to set people free. If you think about it, the transgender community right now with all of the operations, what they're really doing is they're sterilizing a whole generation. They'll never be able to produce life
1: mm-hmm.
0: once they have been mutilated. and operated on. right? I remember as a younger man when the United Nations complained about the mutilation of women in Arab countries. I remember that. It was the number one concern that they had. But now they're 100% behind it. right? A friend of ours, she went to the UN's women's uh, meeting up there for uh, you know uh, the goals they want to to do for women, mm-hmm. but it's not the area of the gender of a woman. It's the area of if you want to be a woman. Right. If your name's Bubba and you'd like to be a woman. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's all right. So these people are screwed up in their brain, demonically so. I believe this is the spirit of the Antichrist, and. Um, We need God to help us uh, find deliverance. The gifts of the Spirit, I believe, again, God gave us Jesus. Then He anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost, Mm -hmm. with power. He goes about doing good, healing, one of the nine gifts, healing all those that were oppressed of the devil, which means THE ONLY ONES HE HEALED WERE THOSE THAT WERE OPPRESSED OF THE DEVIL. SO I SAY AT THE ROOT OF ALL SICKNESS AND DISEASE IS SATAN HIMSELF. Mm -hmm. WHEN MAN FELL, HE OPENED THE DOOR TO SIN AND DEATH. THROUGH ONE MAN'S DISOBEDIENCE, THE BIBLE SAYS SIN AND DEATH ENTERED INTO THE WORLD. Mm -hmm. AND WHAT IS SICKNESS AND DISEASE IF IT'S NOT HEALED? IT'S incipient DEATH. If you don't get healed of it, you can die of it. But that came through man's disobedience and Satan's deception. Now, just like faith comes by hearing, so does unbelief and doubt. Mm -hmm. When the serpent tempted Eve, what was the thing he said? Has God really said that? Yea, hath God said, King James HAS GOD REALLY SAID THAT? AND THEN THOSE WORDS, JUST LIKE THE the SCRIPTURES PRODUCE FAITH WHEN YOU SPEAK THEM, SATAN'S WORDS PRODUCE UNBELIEF AND DISOBEDIENCE. Mm -hmm. AND SO EVE PARTOOK OF THE FRUIT, DOESN'T SAY IT WAS AN APPLE, JUST A FRUIT, AND THEN SHE GOES AND SPEAKS TO HER HUSBAND ADAM. Now. The Bible says, Eve was deceived, but Adam was not. Mm -hmm. So the words that the enemy will speak in this final hour are filled with deception, deception. The Bible says in the New Testament, in Timothy's epistle that Paul wrote, that in the last days there would be evil men deceiving, they themselves being deceived. deceived. Mm -hmm. But behind all that deception is the deceiver, Satan himself. Now, because he uses words to bring a manifestation of evil in our world through deception, Mm -hmm. don't leave the Holy Spirit out. The Spirit has manifestations. The Spirit has a WAY TO DEAL WITH THE SPIRIT OF THE ANTICHRIST, THE SPIRIT OF THE ENEMY THAT IS PRESENTLY AT WORK. Right. AND SO AS A CHILD OF GOD, WE NEED TO BECOME EXPERT AT ALLOWING THE SPIRIT TO ANOINT US, JESUS BEING OUR PRIME EXAMPLE how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost. Now, Jesus knew you and I would need the Holy Ghost. And so the Bible says, He said to the first group of hand-picked men and even the women that followed the troop of disciples as Jesus ministered, He said, if I go away, I will send or give you another comforter. So Jesus himself is comfort personified. But he said, there's another one. Who is the other one? Sister Britt Lucas. Who is the other one? Well, Jesus said, receive the Holy Ghost, and you shall receive power. Be filled with the Spirit, Paul said. So... God gave us Jesus, Jesus gave us the Spirit, the Comforter, the one called alongside to help. But then the Spirit gives us the gifts. So when we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit, you trace it back, Brother George Thurlow's on up in Maine. Isn't that great? Mm -hmm. But listen to me, folks. The gifts of the Spirit, are directly connected to the Holy Spirit who came as a result of Jesus' prayer and Jesus was the manifestation of God on the earth. So from God the Father to any of the nine gifts of the Spirit, there is a scarlet thread that holds it all together. And that scarlet thread is the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Now let me talk to you before we get into this area of the difference between demonstrations and um, manifestation. I want to talk to you about living a holy life. To receive the gifts, you have to receive the Holy Spirit because he's the one that gives the gifts. And the Bible says there are vessels of honor. There are vessels which uh, bring dishonor. And God wants us to, um, how how do I want to say this? God wants us to live our life in such a way that there's nothing blocking the channel between what he wants to do by the Holy Spirit In us, but not just in us, son, through us. Mm -hmm. Why start another church? There's churches everywhere. There are, but not every church allows the moving of the Holy Spirit. Right. And so the key is to yield to the Holy Ghost. But when you yield, you can only yield to the degree of your dedication to live a righteous, holy life. Mm -hmm. You can't be shacking up and running around and sleeping with men, sleeping with women, and I'm talking to some of you men. (laughs) You cannot be drinking, boozing around, saying, well, I'm under grace. That's the biggest lie of hell I've ever heard preached. Yeah, and it's being preached a lot. Yeah, it's because they're idiots. (laughs) So the Bible teaches us that you have to live a life of holiness, mm-hmm. without which no man shall see the Lord, Yes, including a few women. Amen. <laughs> God wants you to live a holy life. Are you there At least Trinity's laughing. I'm just trying to wake you up a little bit. <laughs> so when you talk about outward things that are conducive to... And ho- an unholy lifestyle, you've already grieved the Spirit. You've grieved the Holy Spirit because He will not put His stamp of approval His stamp of approval on sin or on unclean things. If you're a homosexual you need to be delivered from that unclean spirit. If you're a lesbian you need to be Delivered from that unclean spirit. It's a demon. Those that uh, want to be a part of the transgender lifestyle, you're deceived. You need to be delivered from an unclean spirit. Let me bring it over into the church world. I know ministers that don't put in place the proper buffers to keep them from allowing deception to come in. If you're a preacher, when we were in Bible school, you got no business in a room with a woman that's not your wife. You don't go out to eat with a woman that's not your wife. You don't ride in a car with a woman that's not your wife. You got to live a holy lifestyle. If you got to get in a situation, make sure you got someone with you. Are are you listening to me? Mm-hmm. Holiness without which no man shall see God." Everybody wants the gifts, working in miracles, gift of faith, ah, hallelujah. But if you won't live right, there'll be no manifestation, certainly no demonstration mm-hmm. of the Spirit, because God does not bless sin. Right. So see the gifts as a blessing from God to enable us to touch souls, S-O-U-L-S. The question then becomes, are you willing to pay the price to be used of Almighty God? There is a price to be paid Mm -hmm. to have God's miracle working power. There's a price to be paid to have God's miracle working power. Amen. When you get born again, there's some places you don't go anymore. There's some things you don't say anymore. God expects us to live a life that is an example to an unclean, unsaved world that there is a better, a better way. Yeah. That's, that's the way I want to say. A better way. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe the gifts of the Spirit work by love, because 1 Corinthians 14, Paul taught about this better way, a more excellent way. And so everybody says, well, what does that got to do, what does that got to do with uh, the gifts? What does that have to do with demonstration? What does that have to do with manifestation? What does that have to do with the operation of the gifts of the Spirit? Well. God don't like mean folk. (laughs) He wants you to be nice. (laughs) And so we understand faith works by love. Yes. If you love God, you'll live right. Now I'm not saying if you drink a goblet of wine, you're going to hell. But eventually you will if you don't get that under control. I'm not saying if you smoke, you're not a believer and you're going to hell. No, I'm just saying that you just smell like hell walking around with smoke and all that junk on you. Live a holy life. Come out from among them. Touch not the unclean thing. Mm-hmm. Now, see, they preached like this when I was a boy. Before we knew, the Surgeon General told us nicotine could kill you and cause cancer. The Holy Ghost was already saying when I was a boy in the fifties and sixties, they were saying by the Spirit, thus saith the Lord, you know, be delivered from smoking and so forth. It will kill you. I've, I, I've heard messages like that when I was a kid many times. Mm-hmm. Some people were so strict they wouldn't even drink RC Cola, or they drink Coca-Cola. <laughs> now, I'm not talking about goofy stuff now. I'm talking about... The Holy Spirit will show you what can be allowed in your life and what can't. And when he does, when he puts his finger on something in your life, it's because he's he's fixing to use you. He wants to use you. Like the younger generation, all this Harry Potter junk. I don't allow it in my home. I had one of my grandchildren come into the house and had Harry Potter on. I said, shut that thing off. I don't want to know about witchcraft, how to work spells, fly around on a broom. Are you listening to me? And yet we're so easily deceived. Why? Because <laughs> they open the door. And it seems like a little thing, a little thing. But that little thing, that little fox, can be the thing that spoils the vine. So we're uh, the first part of this about demonstration manifestation, you are the vessel that God wants to use to manifest his power. The Bible says that Jesus said that, uh, <clears throat> and then Paul later confirmed it, Jesus said uh, in him there was no unclean thing, he who knew no sin was made sin, took sin on, that you and I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So our union with Christ, again, God gave us Jesus, Jesus gave us the Spirit, the Spirit gave us the gifts, but you have to be in union with Christ. So we obey God. You can't even get saved unless you confess, I believe God raised Jesus from the dead. And in the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12, the Bible speaks of that. In fact, let's look at that just just a moment. Turn over 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And in particular, I wanna read the first um, couple of verses. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Verse 2, you know that you were Gentiles, carried away under these dumb idols. Now notice this, son, even as you were led. There is something about idolatry. And even our wonderful Jewish friends would say, The the commandment, thou shalt have no other gods before him. Uh Hear ye, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. See, so there is something evil that comes through idolatry that leads us away from Christ himself. Something evil about it. Uh Some people, your idolatry is the NBA. You'd rather be there than in church hearing the word of God. Some of your your idolatry is a boat out on a river or lake. Some of your idolatry is going down and eating a burger that's 10 inches tall. (laughs) Fleshly desires hinder spiritual desires. The flesh wars against the spirit. So, if we can get that fixed, God gave us Jesus. Jesus gave us the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost gave us these gifts. And now, as a believer, you're in union with Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, in 1 Corinthians 11, it's interesting to me, son, that the communion table is presented before the operation of the gifts, because it's more important THAT YOU HAVE A RELATIONSHIP WITH JESUS CHRIST THAN IT IS THAT YOU BE USED IN ONE OF THE NINE GIFTS. RIGHT. THERE'S A PRIORITY. I'M LEADING UP TO SOMETHING, I'M TAKING MY TIME, BECAUSE WE NEED TO HEAR THIS. PLUS PEOPLE WILL WATCH THIS LATER. NOW WHEN WE'RE DEALING WITH THE COMMUNION TABLE, YOU'RE DEALING WITH FLESH, That's the body of the Lord. And in my book, I deal with the four bodies of the Lord. You need to get that book if you can. And then you're dealing with a man's spirit that had to be redeemed, and that's the blood. So even in communion, flesh, spirit put under by the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross... So when we talk about the grace message, Jesus didn't die on the cross and say to the sinner on one side, I got you covered. Now, it makes no difference what you do when you sin, you're covered. He didn't say that. One sinner mocked him, the other received him. Mm -hmm. Which means there's a difference between lifestyles once you encounter Christ's work of the cross. Mm -hmm. You're either going to receive Him, or you're going to reject Him. You're either going to receive the Lord, or you're going to reject Him. The first manifestation of the Spirit is for salvation. At that moment, the light comes. Mm -hmm. I'll get into that light in, in a little bit. Hello, Ryan Hankins. Love you, Ryan. Godfather of Dallas, Texas. (laughs) Has a pinky ring. But anyhow, (laughs) (laughs) you've got to understand this. The first manifestation that the Spirit is trying to work is salvation, deliverance from sin. And the three crosses speak. Hello, Daryl Pinder down in the Bahamas. The three crosses speak of a man in sin, a man that died for sin, and a man that died to sin. The one that rejected Christ, he died in his sins. Christ in the middle cross, he died for our sins. Mm -hmm. The other man died to sin, and the promise was, this day you shall be with me in In paradise. paradise. The manifestation of the Spirit was salvation for the thief on the cross, oh, hallelujah, that received Jesus as his Savior. Amen. You cannot receive other manifestations till you get the first one. Mm. And the first manifestation is salvation through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Now, I'm going to go over here on a rabbit trail. We've got some nutty people that are claiming to be used in the gifts, claiming to be prophets, prophetesses. I'm telling you, they've been been smoking the weed or something. (laughs) (laughs) A Jamaican guy told me, they've been smoking the weed, man. (laughs) Ganja. But hear me. I have never seen so much foolishness as I have in the last uh, few years, especially since 2020. Now, (laughs) talk about manifestation. You got people walking around with big sticks, like Gandolfo. You know, we're going to put a curse on COVID. We're going to drive it off. And you you see them, they blow, wave their stick. Let me tell you something. Those people are nuts, (laughs) completely nuts. (laughs) And I believe in demonstration and manifestation. Right. But some people believe that is manifestation. And it's not. No. That's not what manifestation is. In one of those places, one of their biggest problems is is, uh, immorality in this particular church I'm thinking about. Mm -hmm. The dear pastor, dear man of God, his wife died of cancer. But I said before she died of cancer she died of an unclean spirit that was being released in that fellowship mm. because no one stood up to it. Nobody stood up to the unclean spirit that was manifesting in their fellowship. Mm. You've got, you got to understand something. The devil hates the gifts of the spirit. Yeah. The devil hates the work of the cross. Right. Satan cannot stand it because he thought Jesus died, the psalmist tells us, the bulls of Bashan or bashing, however you want to say it, gathered around. They mocked him. We've got him now. The Bible said, had the prince of this world, that's Satan, known, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. The devil didn't even know what he was doing, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. He crucified Christ. I've got him. That's it. One Jesus. But now, everywhere, little by little, men and women are turning into Christ. The devil doesn't know where to put the fire out next because there is an increase. The spirit of multiplication is upon the manifestation of who Jesus is and what he can do. And so the first manifestation, which is salvation. The devil shot himself in the foot. How did he do it? He shot himself in the foot thinking, if I get rid of this Jesus on the cross, Have him crucified. Ah, but here was the thing. And we're in Lent season, and Palm Sunday's coming, and Easter, Good Friday. Hallelujah. I love all of it. But we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ every single day. And so the devil didn't know. But can you imagine on that day when the finger of God split the veil at the temple in two and the glory? Now, remember this part of it the radiant glory now could touch the world. And the word for manifestation is phaneros in the Greek, and it means radiant glory, Mm. radiant glory. And so now the glory is not kept behind a veil. Amen. But now God took his finger, hallelujah, Opened up the veil Mm. and the glory, the radiant glory that was in Jesus in Mark 5 is the radiant glory that's in every believer according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 by manifestation and operation. Praise God. By manifestation and operation. And I want to teach you about it. So the first thing you got to do, as I said, come out from among them. Mm -hmm. Touch not the unclean thing. Live holy. You don't walk around cursing. I had someone say to me, oh, sorry about that, I, it's un, I, I, I'm under grace. No, <laughs> you're, you're not. You're not. That's why you got to get right, live right, do right. Because the false teaching of this hour is, the false teaching of this hour is, that you can do anything you want, like God's some kind of a jukebox that you throw your nickels in on Sunday, push any button you want, get any song you want, I'll do what I want, and nobody's going to tell me what to do. No, no, no. God sent the Spirit. And the Bible says the Spirit, He will show you things to come, John 16. So you're still under the leadership of God the Father, through Jesus Christ, by the manifestation of the Holy Ghost daily. And what he's doing is he's leading you into all truth, the Bible says. Whereas idolatry, which is demonic, is leading you away from the gifts, away from Jesus, and away from the anointing. Mm -hmm. First Corinthians 12. And so the Bible says, wherefore I, give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, anathema. And there's, I won't get into that, but there's many variations of what that word means there. Primarily speaking against what Jesus is doing. Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. So when we speak, Manifestations are released, and I'll get into this in a minute, by administration. Mm. Now, let me read my text today, (laughs) all of that to get to my text. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4, now there are diversities or divisions of gifts, but it's the same spirit. So these nine gifts fall beautifully into three divisions. There are the three gifts that say something. Some call them the utterance gifts. They help us to speak like God. There are three gifts that do something. They help us to act like God. The gift of faith, working of miracles, Gifts of healings. There are three gifts that help us to think like God. Some call them the revelation gifts. Uh Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. Uh There are divisions among the gifts. I believe there are three. Why? Paul gave us a little bit of a clue In 1 Thessalonians 5, when he prayed for the believers, Paul said, and I pray God, the very God of peace, that he might sanctify you wholly and preserve you blameless, spirit, soul, and body. Mm -hmm. So son, we are spirits. We have a soul. That's our mind, our will, our intellect, our emotions. We live in a body. Mm -hmm. Paul prayed for those three parts of who man is. Now think of this. There are three divisions of the gifts. The gifts that help us to think like God, the mind, the will, the intellect, the emotion, that's for your soul. The gifts that help us to act like God, that's the body. You might need a miracle in your body. Those three gifts are for the body. Then your spirit man. But what is it? God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit. Glory. And in truth. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing on this. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And your spirit. But what is it? I'll pray in the spirit. Mm -hmm. I'll pray with understanding. Your spirit man. That's where tongues, interpretation of tongues, the gift of prophecy come out of your spirit. Nine gifts. Divided into three divisions, three three groups, because man is three. 1 Thessalonians five twenty three, verse twenty four, and faithful is he. That's God, mm. who also will do it. Praise God. Yes, I said praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Now, think about this. This is I'm I'm getting to where I want to go, but you need to have this foundation in your understanding that <clears throat> the gifts of the Spirit. And let me read a little bit more of this. The Bible says there are diversities of gifts, same spirit, and there are differences of administrations, but it's the same Lord. Now, another way we can say about administration is how you minister it. Right. How it's ministered. Now, let's take, for example, Matthew chapter 8. In Matthew 8, If you'll turn there with me or listen, if you're driving. Someone said they're driving and it's getting harder to drive. Matthew 8 (laughs) is considered the healing chapter of the New Testament. It starts out when it says, when he, Jesus, was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. So we're talking about ministering to our world. Go back to the word that I started this with, souls, S-O-U-L-S, souls. So ladies and gentlemen, the multitudes, the great multitudes, is our world. I don't know how many people are living on the planet, I don't think it's eight billion like they say, because of different reasons, but I'm not going to get into it, but certainly There are billions of people that live on this planet. They represent the multitudes that God wants us to reach with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Then it says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. Mm -hmm. And the signs, and there were four given, those are manifestations. And they come in confirmation of the Word of God speaking with tongues, healing the sick, casting out devils, raising the dead. No deadly thing shall harm you. Mm-hmm. See, that's a manifestation of the Spirit in particular. The Bible calls them signs, and it means evidence in the original language. You know that. Mm -hmm. So the manifestations are to bring evidence to our world, to the great multitudes, that Jesus is the Son of the living God. And if you don't have manifestation, you have not brought the convincing power of the Word of God to the great multitudes. These manifestations accompanied the Word. And so the Bible says, and the Lord worked with them. That's administration. Mm -hmm. The Lord did the work. The Lord worked with them, confirming the Word. Mm -hmm. Confirming the Word. That's manifestation, see. So administration, how you minister, Manifestation is what it was that God used to confirm his word. And the Lord worked with him, confirming the word with signs following. Mm -hmm. So when we're speaking of administration, we're talking about the ways that you minister. Right. When you're talking about manifestation, you're talking about the evidence that confirms the word of God. And it's brought to bear at that moment. Now, let's read Matthew 8, a little bit more of it. So then the Bible says, uh, behold, there was a leper who came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Jesus put forth his hand. Say, Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. Everybody type in touched him, touched him. Say it with me. Touched touched him. him with his hand. Jesus touched the leper. Jesus touches the untouchable. He'll touch those that everybody else has given up on. Mm-hmm. Touched him. Type it in. Touched him. Save your questions for a little bit later, Brother Chris. I'm teaching right now. And I know we try to interact, but you got. if you stay with me, I'll answer that question. But I want you to get the foundation, folks. Because this is a problem. I think we get in a hurry Some of us have to get to work, and I understand that. You can go back and watch it later. But you gotta take time to learn the Word of God. And the more you learn, then you won't have questions, but instead, the Bible says you'll be able to give an answer to every man that asks you of the hope that lies in you. So, part of the interaction of teaching is you listen, and I'll declare the Word of God, and then later, we should have some time to answer these good questions because Chris's question is a valid one. But what I want you to understand is that he touched, that's how he administered or what we would call the administration. Uh But the manifestation was the leper was cleansed. Yeah. See, all right, you see it there. Then look down with me the verses. uh, Well, I won't read them all, but Jesus then goes a centurion centurion comes he said lord i'm not worthy that you should come under my roof but speak the word only my servant shall be healed when jesus heard that he said i i haven't found that kind of faith no not in all the nation of israel and jesus said to him the centurion go thy way your servant is made whole just like you believe well in the leper's case the administration was the laying on of hands. In the centurion's case, it was speaking the word. Two different administrations, but a manifestation came to the leper, Mm -hmm. a manifestation came to the centurion's servant. Then Peter's wife's mother lay sick of a fever. And the Bible says, and Jesus touched her, and she arose and ministered unto them. There it is again. Mm -hmm. She got healed. That was the manifestation. She got up. Right. But the administration or ministry was, he laid hands on her. Yeah. He touched her. Then the last speaks of the entire multitude, the city. And the Bible says they had gathered together, and as they're there, the sun is going down, and there arose problems of demonic activity, these people. And he, he gave a commandment to them. And the Bible says that when he ministered to them, mm-hmm. I like this. Some were possessed with devils. The Bible says, he cast out the spirits, and notice this, with his word. word. Mm-hmm. That was the administration. Right. He spoke it. But the manifestation, and healed all that were sick. Yes. That is manifestation. Mm-hmm. So, administration is the way you bring the power of God. Manifestation is the results of the power of God. Let me say it again. Administration is the way you bring the power of God to bear, no matter what the needs. Mm -hmm. Manifestation is the results of that. And here, he healed them all. So, the second big difference is that The way you minister can vary or be different. Now, I know in the Bible there are at least six ways healing, the gifts of healing came. Mm -hmm. For example, the Bible says, is there any sick among you? Let them call upon the elders of the church. Let them anoint with oil. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up, anointing with oil by the elders, leaders in the body of Christ. That's why you need to have a church, go to church. My son's launching a church down here in South Florida, and um, we just thank God for that. Amen. Amen. Churches are important. And in your church, you'll have a bottle of oil. I left two in the back room for you. Mm -hmm. And you anoint with oil, and the prayer of faith saves the sick, and the Lord raised them up one way. Paul was in the Ephesus revival, and the Lord gave him an idea. He prayed over cloths, aprons, sent them out to the sick, the disease, those that are bound. The sick were healed, the devils went out. Second thing is a point of contact. Mm. In that case, it was the prayer cloths that Paul sent forth. Then the psalmist declared, Fenton's translation, He sent His Word, and it healed them. I've seen people get healed just by hearing the Word. One time I was preaching in Pennsylvania, and it was uh, in the beginning of the meeting, and two women sitting in the second row in the center section, and you know, I like to come off the platform walk around, Right. and I saw them talking while I'm preaching. So I stopped and I said, what's going on, ladies? And they were from the, the local Lutheran church. And the one lady said to me, we don't know. My friend was deaf in one of her ears from birth. And these women were probably in their 60s or 70s. She said, but while you were reading the, the word, she said, her ear came open. Well, I was reading about the deaf man that got healed. mm mm-hmm. There's such power in the Word, a woman sitting in the second row who was deaf from birth, her ear came open. (laughs) So the third way God can bring healing, He sent His Word and it healed them. Then another way, they shall lay hands on the sick. Mm -hmm. Any believer can do this. It's part of the confirmation. Manifestation is released. By the laying on of hands, you shall lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. So laying on of hands can bring healing. Then the Bible speaks in Matthew's Gospel, the 18th chapter, of agreeing in prayer for healing to take place. If any two shall agree as touching anything, as touching anything. That includes sicknesses and diseases. Right. That includes people that need miracles. But the power of two, one chases a thousand, Mm -hmm. two can chase 10,000. So there's a fifth way God can use it, the power of agreement, Mm -hmm. power of agreement. And the sixth way is what I call the gifts of healing or healings, plural. Mm -hmm. And so God has many ways, many ways to bring a manifestation to you. And don't forget spit. Yeah, that's true. That's the point of contact. He spit, made mud. He made mud balls and gave the guy eyeballs. Amen. (laughs) But we call that a point of contact, something to release your faith. That's good. So that's in John 9. And the disciples, they brought unto him a young man who was born blind. And the disciples said unto him, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Mm -hmm. Jesus answered and saith unto them neither, but that the works of God may be made manifest in him. Then Jesus, stooping down, spit and mixed the clay in the spittle and anointed the man's eyes and said unto him, Go and wash in the pool called Siloam, which by interpretation meant sin. And he went and he washed and he came again seeing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Whoa! Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> that just blew a couple of devils out. Glory <laughs> to God. So, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Oh hallelujah. Why are we talking about Joseph Smith? He wasn't even a Christian. But he was uh, uh, deceived, and anybody that follows Mormonism, you're deceived too. It's a cult. Yes, it's a cult. But that's another story. All right, let's move on to this, son. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 4, Paul said, "My speech and my preaching was not was not mm-hmm. with enticing words of man's wisdom." but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Mm -hmm. Now, we could say easily demonstration is also manifestation. But the way you demonstrate is the area of what I call administration. So we're talking about differences. Here's a third one, between administration... And manifestation, and that is, he said, my preaching, my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in, he preached and demonstrated. Uh-huh. One time they asked Brother Shambok, he said, uh, so-and-so, we're going to bring him to the tent would you cast the devil out of him? And Brother Shambach said, well, I won't be there at one o'clock in the morning. That's when they're going to bring him. But he said, I got a tent foreman that watches the tent. He said, I don't let anybody work for me that can't cast out devils. He said, take him to, the guy's name was Martin. Take him to Martin, he'll cast the devil out. <laughs> Every believer can work the works of God is what I'm trying to say. Now, let's look at this. The difference between administration and manifestation. Administrations, it's the way you minister. Manifestations, it's the results of what you've ministered. Now look at that word in 1 Corinthians 12. But the manifestation of the Spirit is to profit with all. The word manifestation, the Greek word there is phaneros. And it means a visible A visible, manifest evidence that is apparent in the Greek. Pheneros. It means a radiant light. Now go back with me for a moment. When God split the veil in two with his finger, and the glory that was represented by the Ark of the Covenant in the Holy of Holies now could go out into the world, that light, that radiant light was typified by Jesus ministering to the woman with the issue of blood in Mark 5. Mm-hmm. And I'll prove it to you. In Mark chapter 5, there was a woman which had an issue of blood. And she'd spent all that she had on physicians. And she grew worse and she suffered Then she heard of Jesus and she said if I may but touch the hem of his garment mm-hmm. I know I shall be made whole and she came in the press behind and she touched the hem of his garment and virtue went out of him notice the word virtue went out of him mm-hmm. into her and she was made whole Of that plague, Jesus turning himself about in the press said, Who hath touched me? The the disciple said, Lord, seeing the multitude, you ask who touched you? But he saw her in whom this thing was done. And he said, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Mm. Now the wholeness is the manifestation. Right. But the touching of the garment was how the virtue was ministered to her or administration but notice she activated the administration mm-hmm. and not Jesus right how did she do it For she when said. she said mm-hmm. if i may touch but his clothes now <clears throat> turn back to malachi the 4th chapter verse 2 and the bible <clears throat> and i love i love all of the word of god but the bible is very it's almost like Pieces to a puzzle. It's like I said to our dear friend Chris, let's hold those questions to the end because sometimes God will answer your question and the piece falls into place. Whoop. There it is right there. One time <clears throat> I had a preacher buddy, people used to come to him for counseling. He said, I'll tell you what, if you'll come to church for 10 Sundays in a row, if you'll come to church for 10 Sundays in a row and you still have that problem, then I'll counsel you. And he said, in 20-some years of ministering in that church there in New Orleans, he told me, he said, I may have had one or two people in 25 years that right. needed counseling. After the 10 weeks. They had to hear the word. The, the pieces fall into place. Are you listening to me? Oh, someone fell and knocked their head. And got a miracle. I didn't see the Any, end of it.
1: You know, Disney really? Oh, for prayer, Ted Jr. Yeah. Prayed from wherever he was. Is it in here? Where are you? My sound left ear probably Beautiful. Gone. Praise God. Is that Lisa Miller? Who is that? Yes. God bless you. Praise yeah, Lisa,
0: that's a great testimony. <laughs> Wonderful. And it is good. Now, Malachi two, 4, verse 2. But unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings And you shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. Now, the word for wings is the Hebrew word kanaf. And it means the border or the edge of a garment. But the second meaning (laughs) means radiant light. Wow. So, when it says virtue went out, Mm -hmm. cloth doesn't heal. Right. But how did Paul know to use prayer cloths, unless he understood what the Jews understood, the Son of Righteousness, the Messiah, when he comes, out of the wings of his garment will come a radiant light that will heal. Hmm. Malachi prophesied it. Mark 5 proved it. And Paul demonstrated it. Praise God. Think about it. Mm -hmm. Malachi prophesied it. The woman in Mark 5 proved it. Mm -hmm. And the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts, the 19th chapter, demonstrated it. Mm -hmm. It's all connected. The pieces are all connected, ladies and gentlemen. So we would say it this way. When that light of glory formed this world and God separated the light and the darkness, the earth was formed, he did it, the Bible says, with his word. Mm -hmm. The word or speaking, Paul said, my preaching is not with enticing words of men's wisdom. These manifestations are released by our words. Mm -hmm because that's how God made everything in the beginning. Yes. Do you know that they say there are light waves when you speak? Did you know that? Wow, no. Did you know, for example, a telecast from the 50s, broadcasted out of New York City, went out into space somewhere, but it bounced off something, came back, and suddenly people began to pick up a transmission from clear back in the 50s, And this took place 40-some years later in the 90s. Wow! The the light wave, the energy of the words went out, hit off something, came back, and was received again. Hmm. When you speak your words of healing, help, hope, they go out. But when they come back, his word will not return unto you void, void. but it will accomplish that for which he has purposed it. Amen. Manifestation is released by administration, but again, the fifth way mm-hmm. is by speaking. Mm-hmm. Preaching the word, preaching the word. Amen. Praise God. Now, I think because of our dear brother Chris that was on, I, I think we should take a moment. If you have any questions, Chris Bolgen I'm talking about, Brother Chris. Uh, ask your question again, because when I get on a roll, I don't like to stop. He can stop. He's smarter than I, I am. Think, I think there was a question about were,
1: are these gifts for, if I'm, if I'm right about this, are these gifts reserved for those that are in fivefold ministry, or can all Christians
0: operate in all nine gifts of the Spirit? I believe they can. I believe any one of the gifts is available to you if you need it, if you need it. well, I still see people talking about Joseph Smith. It's been proven. He was arrested in New York. He was an alcoholic. There are no golden plates. I've spoken to heads of the Mormon church when I've been flying. They don't even know where the plates are. It's all a big scam.
1: Yeah, and and remember this too, Chris, is that the gifts are gifts given by the Holy Spirit. By the Spirit. And the Spirit is the one. It's not the person who has the gifts. It's the Holy Spirit who has the gifts.
0: Now, but we have the Holy Spirit. What's this here? Uh, this uh, dear Castillo uh, lady, can we operate in all nine gifts but not be... All called to the office, used as needed for no, the No, no. Any believer can be used in the gifts. Now is she referring to the ministry gifts for of exactly like the four? prophet? But you're, you can may prophesy,
1: but you're not a prophet.
0: No, any more than having ice cream in your refrigerator makes you the dairy queen. <laughs> you can operate in any gift as a believer when it's needed, because remember the Bible says the Spirit causes them to operate. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's it. Why is it moving so fast? Uh, M- Maddie's scrolling back down. She was scrolling to the question. Yeah.
1: Okay. Here's another one. Amen. Oh, that's right. You may prophesy. So, right. yes, and then that, just because, and people get confused about that. They think maybe because God used them to prophesy one time that they are a prophet.
0: Yeah, they, that's a You know, that's start mistake. calling themselves
1: prophetess or prophet. But just because you have prophesied one time or, or something like that doesn't mean that you stand in the office of a prophet. They're two very different things. Correct. Yes, Yaneel, that's right. That's right. And, and again... For those that that are are listening, that is uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So they're his gifts,
0: but the believer has the Holy Spirit. Now, when she said it's out of the blue, what what she's saying, ladies and gentlemen, they operate spontaneously at Mm -hmm. that moment. Right. Like, I've had people bring me, you know, five pages of paper with prophecy on it. This is a prophecy. No, you just wrote something down. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... The gift of prophecy operates at that moment to edify the church, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's that's
1: right. Yeah, Chris, what you said. We he's the giver of the gifts, but we have the giver of the gifts living within us. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit, and so that's well, what my there father is an was. Effort.
0: She said uh, the no effort to uh, do this. Uh, you have to yield. Right. You have to consciously yield. To a message in tongues, et cetera. All right, Christon. what did that one lady say?
1: Christon was asking, he's saying, he's a high school student. He said, what is the price for the gifts of the Spirit? He's been studying, reading books. He's been pressing in.
0: Well, what does the Bible says? Desire, so part of it is desire spiritual gifts. Yep. Covet, have a, uh, a sense of zeroing in mm-hmm. earnestly on the gifts, the best gifts. You know what I used to do um, was I would go and I would pray for the gifts of the Spirit to operate. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes God, um, God would show me it. And, Christon, I'm going to give
1: you a copy of Brother Allen's book, The Price of God's Miracle-Working oh, Power. A, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's the other thing, too, is if you don't have compassion for people like Jesus many times was moved by compassion, yeah. and then the gifts began to, to move. A lot of times… That's why I started with souls, Right. The multitudes, yeah. Because you see people, if you're jaded, if, you are, if, you, if you're just apathetic towards the world and the things that are going on in our generation, how the enemy's attacking people, and you don't care, and you've got blinders on, you're just kind of cruise controlling through life, and you don't have a, a love for people. That's why I saw, I, I I taught this earlier. Soul winning, really, there's four elements you need to be a successful soul winner. You need to have, number one, urgency, knowing that Jesus is coming soon. You need boldness <laughs> to be able to say what needs to be said and not care what people think about it. Yeah. You need to have a love for people, right? Because without compassion, who cares? If you don't love people, you don't have the urgency or the boldness. Neither of those things matter if you don't actually uh, love people. And then, of course... You have to have, uh, you know, opportunity, if you will. So you have to have opportunity to do it, uh, or you won't do it. And so that's the same with working and operating against the Spirit. Many people, you go through church history, they had such a heart for their generation. They'd cry out to God for their city or for their nation or for, you know, whatever. And then the Lord would use them um, to minister to the people
0: that they, he had given them a burden for. That's good, Sister Castilla. Uh, yeah. Urgency, boldness, love for people, compassion. Mike Thanks. Figaro, so is my prayer wrong when I ask for the gifts of the Spirit? Should I be praying to operate? No, because look at Acts 4. What happened after they threatened Peter and them and they came back? The Bible says they returned under their own company, Michael. And the Bible says they they begin to pray, Lord, stretch forth thine hand to heal in the name of thy holy child, Jesus. They prayed for the gifts of healing to operate. So it wasn't wrong, and God honored it, and the place was shaken. Mm -hmm. So the fact that God honored it and kept using them says it's all right to pray for those gifts. Pastor Dave Rogers said
1: a larger church in our area has many members that consider themselves prophets. The pastor said if the guests leave without 20 to 25 words, he's disappointed.
0: Uh-huh. He should be a greeter at Walmart. <laughs> He'd be able to touch a lot of people. <laughs> yes, there is a battle between the flesh and spirit, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Scroll back up to Pearl's question there. He said, how to deal
1: with selfish society as a Christian, maybe you need to self, selfish survive in this life.
0: What does that mean? Explain that to me. <laughs> All right. First of all, you're talking about the world, right? And a believer, mm-hmm. uh, but the Bible speaks of a selfless life, mm-hmm. dying to self, right? And so to survive, you got to die daily. Paul said. So that would be how I'd answer you, my friend. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Winona DeSet, I like that lady. Bless her heart. Love is the greatest. God bless you. Canada shall be saved. I'm going to Canada in August. Lord willing, creek don't rise.
1: My wife needs a miracle. I have bind and cast and told that sickness to report back to Satan, telling me, fail, is there anything else I should do? Praise God. Praise him for it.
0: Thank God it's done. What? And they what? Came what? under
1: great grace, the oh, apostles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you need to care about your own needs because no one else will care about them. Yeah.
0: Well, not really, because the Bible says, cast all your cares right. upon, upon the Lord, for he careth for you. Mm-hmm. So it's not something you're doing. It's something he wants to do. Right. But my God shall supply all your needs mm-hmm. according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Again, the selfless life. Die out to your desires and self and submit yourself. Uh, under the hand of the Almighty God. And in due season, He will promote you, exalt you. He'll lift you up, right? Amen. Keep going, Matty.
1: Amen. Uh, May I please ask what the gift is when the Lord gives you a vision when you wake up at night?
0: Uh, Could be sardines on your pizza. But it could be spiritual. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know of anything in the Bible that that would fall under yet we know that peter had a vision on the housetop and that vision was of the sheet with the unclean animals mm-hmm. in it and then it spoke of the interpretation was gentiles
1: and of course it's a prophecy from joel that it would happen in the last days you know well when, and when joel
0: said in the last days god will pour out his spirit upon all flesh and your young men shall see visions, Mm -hmm. and your older men shall dream dreams. Mm -hmm. So that had to do, in my opinion, with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Vision there does not mean an open vision. It means, like, now you have a vision for the world. You have a vision to win souls. The Spirit, when it's poured out, God gives you a vision. For example, Reinhard Bonnke, as a young man, had a vision. Not that he saw, but he called it a burning desire to depopulate hell mm-hmm. and populate heaven. And that was a driving vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, what's what's the word, uh, Ted? Uh, an open vision, right. something that you see.
1: Versus prophetic vision.
0: Yes, sir. Now there's also people that have had trances, like Maria Ward with ether mm-hmm. at the uh, uh, Cary Patch in St. Louis under her tent. Mm-hmm. She froze for three days. Mm-hmm. What did Jaden Roberts said? What, what can hinder the gifts from operating in meetings? Well, uh, several things. Number one, Brother Roberts, I would say this: uh, unbelief. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when I've been preaching and I feel to operate in the gifts, but I feel like I come up against something, it's unbelief. And Jesus had that in Mark's gospel, the sixth chapter. Right. He there could do no mighty works. The gifts weren't, weren't working. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Bible says he went about all their villages uh, teaching. Yeah. Uh, that's the cure for unbelief. But one of the things that can hinder the gifts from operating even in Christ's ministry, Jesus himself was unbelief. A second thing that can hinder the gifts from operating is you get too regimented in your service, so you don't yield to the Spirit. Mm -hmm. You're too bound by a bulletin or a time, especially multiple services. One time I was preaching for Reggie Scarborough in Lakeland, Florida, and I said to him, I said, you know what the Lord told me, Brother Reggie? And he said, what? I said, multiple services can become an enemy to the moving of the Holy Spirit. And he, he looked at me, because he, he had multiple services because of his growth and the way the Lord was blessing him. But he told me, he said, yeah, he said, sometimes I feel like I just want to take Sunday night for prayer and <clears throat> sometimes Wednesday, which I think he does now. So everybody's different. <clears throat> But then on the other hand, we have another brother that we love, Rodney Howard Brown. He just goes for it. Mm -hmm. You might go there, and at one in the morning, you're still there. Sure. And if you leave, you leave. If you stay, you stay. It's just really desire. Mm -hmm. If you have a desire for the gifts to operate in meetings and yield to it, they will. So, yes, there are hindrances, my friend, but I would say let's focus on the things that facilitate the operating of the gifts. And Brian Nicole, we do have Miracle Word University oh, that yeah. you can
1: uh, check out at miraclewordu, the letter u, dot com. And we have um, within that a bunch of courses plus ongoing Bible study made simple. Keep on going, Maddie.
0: Um, Maddie's doing good. That's my granddaughter behind the screen. Keep Montreal. I'd love to come back to Montreal. Keep scrolling.
1: Yeah, that's right, <sighs> Yanil. Always lines up with God's Word. Prophecy.
0: And Never. not only that, prophecy can be judged. Let the prophets that sit nearby judge such a one.
1: Dad will be in Columbia, South Carolina, April the 7th.
0: Yeah, Good Friday. I've rented the Columbia Convention Center. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Keep going, Maddie.
1: Yes, that, that's that's good, Vivian. People need the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by
0: the word of God. Yeah, just keep teaching, yeah. Build faith. You nailed it, sister. Wait, stop, Maddie. Hindering. In the and gifts, gifts can, can be, be, caused. be caused by so Jesus, right not right yielding said. to the gift. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I just said. Yeah. Thank you for repeating me, <laughs> brother Ted. I'm coming, to Atlanta. I'm bringing youth group from Arkansas. We have been teaching on soul saving and miracles. That's that. great. Excellent. We welcome you. <laughs> hey, go back to that person a minute so I can call him by name. Maddie, right there. Uh, Ginger. Who Ginger, uh, please contact my office because we're starting to register people. It's free registration. But we want to make sure we have room for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I've never had this much interest as I have had this time for the Atlantic Crusade. Yep. So um, maybe maddie will type it in. Uh, ask for John, our Crusade director, John, and the phone number is 304-825-1390. If you'll call that and say, we're bringing a whole bunch of folks, our youth group from Arkansas, then we can receive you better. I like to honor people that make the effort to come that far.
1: Thank you. To answer Per's question, if Jesus is the uh, key to freedom, why don't all Christians walk in freedom? It's because though you can be, that's it right there, scroll back down. Because though you, though you can be saved, it doesn't mean, just because you're saved doesn't mean that you'll walk in freedom over everything. It's really a choice, isn't it? You co- it comes by knowledge of the Word um, and authority that's built by faith. Hmm. And so faith, what people don't realize is faith is compartmentalized by what portion of the word you understand and know. You can have faith to be saved, but no faith to be healed. You can have faith to be saved, but no faith to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. You can have faith to be saved, but no faith to be blessed financially. Because faith comes by hearing the word of God on that specific subject. Paul preached long enough until he perceived that the man that needed healing had faith to be healed, and then he manifested the miracle when he perceived that the man had faith to be healed. When Paul met the the, uh, 12 men in Ephesus, he said, Have you heard? received the Holy Ghost since you believe? They said, We've not even heard there is such a thing as the Holy Ghost. Correct. So you can have faith for one thing, but not have faith for another thing. But in order to hold up the shield of faith in any area of life, you have to have the Word of God necessary to build faith in that area in order to extinguish the fiery darts that come in that area. And if you don't, then you can't. That, that's that's how that works. We, we wish you could too, Antoine.
0: If Jesus was crucified once and for all, and when we get born again, we are crucified to our old self, why do we need to keep crucifying ourselves to new sin? That's a very easy answer. Very easy. Be- all right. Then you go ahead. Oh, yeah. It, no, it is. I mean, you taught on it today.
1: <laughs> That's because Paul taught that your flesh is not <laughs> redeemed when your spirit is. And the flesh wars against the spirit, Galatians yeah. 5.17. So As long as you're alive, you're going to deal with your flesh. That's right. And Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9.27, uh-huh. I on a daily basis have to put my body under, making it do what it should so that after having preached to others, I'll not become disqualified.
0: So yeah. Once you get saved, it doesn't mean temptations that's right. end. Mm-hmm. As long as you're alive, you'll be tempted. You'll have those areas. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kittery, that, Maine. I I was just in Kittery in October. Meadow Lake, Saskatchewan. And I stopped at the Kittery Trading Post. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I'm glad. Call all your friends in Columbia, South Carolina. Tell them, <laughs> get out and join us. Well, thank you, Jason. I work at it. Brother Roberts used to say
1: he felt that in his hand when he prayed. What's that? She said, I have manifestations of heat in my left hand. What does that mean?
0: You're leaning on the radiator? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Brother Roberts told me that story personally in Dallas. <clears throat> Are you going up to Maine in the fall? I will be in Maine, the Lord dwelling, in the month of October. I'm going up to Aroostook County mars hill Maine. yeah it'll all be on the schedule norman ted uh, john may already have it posted Nancy, I don't know. we're
1: excited to see you on sunday
0: yeah it's exciting all right what do you say to the people who say there are, are no more no prophets no after
1: jesus died i'm aware of what paul said about gifts a place where it is being questioned by the group
0: leader well first of all after jesus died paul taught let the prophets that are sitting nearby yeah that's Judge such a one.
1: I think what I think what they what you mean is that they believe that after the apostles died, that there are no prophets and, and apostolic gifts. They're called cessationists. But that's a very that's one of the thinnest arguments that there is that people make about scripture. I'll recommend a great book to you. It's called Surprised by the Power of the Spirit by yeah. Jack Deere. Yeah. He was a teacher at Dallas Theological Seminary, then read the Bible, got filled with the Holy Ghost and
0: Realized. I knew his buddy, Ron Cherry, I went to Israel with him. And a lot of our Baptist friends are starting to come around to the anointing, mm-hmm. but many are not. Will you be coming to
1: Western Canada someday? Someday. Someday. When will you be back in Boston? Someday. October. Love you,
0: Isaiah. We'll be, we'll be in the Boston area in October. At, you, uh, where are we going, son? Dad Pittsburgh. Goes, Dad's in St. Louis. Every year, usually. Yeah, I'll be in St. Louis in November. Love you, Pastor Buffalo, Stan. I'll be there in July. Lord
1: willing. Love you, Pastor Stan Pody. Love you, West Barbie.
0: Where's West Barbie? He just was up there. Uh, I like Brother Barbie. Come back to Western... We love you
1: guys. We're going to give you an opportunity to sow today. We have three days left until the launch of Miracle Word Church. This Sunday is launch Sunday and uh, very, very excited. There's so many things happening. I want to say thank you to the uh, team from Atlanta that just got here to West Palm Beach to start hitting the streets today, tomorrow, Saturday, uh, before the launch uh, of the, of the church. And um there Pastor Merrick and Linda Hufton have been such a blessing uh to help us and uh all they've done to be a blessing to us there truly have a heart for the kingdom. And uh we love them very much and we love the whole World Harvest family very much. Ben, looking forward to seeing you and Jessica and uh everybody that's coming. I think you said Scott's coming with you, and we're just we're looking forward to seeing everybody. I'm just hoping we have enough seats when these two people are done, <laughs> because uh It's just going to be great. So looking forward to it. If you're not now, listen, if you're not local and you'd like to join us for launch Sunday, you can still do that. Now, with your, if you're within two hours, just come, just come in person. But if you're further away, you can't make it. uh, You'll be able to watch on YouTube. You'll be able to watch on Facebook and Twitter. And um, it's going to be great. We're going to actually go live a little bit early. Uh, around 10.30 a.m. Service starts at 11 a.m., but we're going to go live about 10.30, uh, and we'll have uh, some interviews, people that are in town, uh, hearing things that people are, God's done in people's lives. It's going to be amazing. So uh, join us. If you can't be there in person, join us on YouTube, join us on Facebook, on Twitter, and uh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And then come and visit us. Caesar, we're looking forward to seeing you and the whole family. We love you guys. Very much, um, very, very much, and they're, they're, they've been a big help to us already. We will, Dad. Will you pray for everybody that's been watching? There's people that have been asking for prayer for miracles and need healings,
0: and um, and breakthroughs. Folks, what a wonderful day this is, and I declare it's the day the Lord has made. Thank you, Lord. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Now, you think about this. You're only one prayer right now away from a miracle. We're going to pray. Release your faith. Agree with me as I pray. I agree with you for whatever your needs are. In the comments, if you want to type in your needs, it's all right. We can look at them later and pray. But let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. I thank you for the holy word of God that I hold in my hands this Bible filled with thousands and thousands of promises. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know all the needs represented by our dear Victory Tribe and our friends that are watching. Thank you, Lord. Gina, heartbroken, but you shall make it. And Lord, I say like Gina and everyone else, we're going to make it. Yes. I come against sin and the power of sin. Some of you may have slipped, fallen into a trap, a snare of the devil, but I command... God's mighty delivering power to bring you out of the snare, bring you out of the trap. Call on the Lord while he may be found and ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins. He'll do it. You that are sick, diseased, afflicted in some way, I bind that sickness in the name of Jesus Jesus Christ. I command it to loose your body and go from you now. May the power of Almighty God heal you. Yes. Make you whole. Jesus. I release the healing anointing to go through that blood clotting disorder, be healed. Jesus' name. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May healing power flow through these cameras Hallelujah. around the world. <laughs> THE HEALING POWER OF JESUS, THE GREAT SON OF GOD. THANK YOU, LORD. HALLELUJAH. IN JESUS' NAME, HEALING SHALL COME TO YOU. YES, LORD. AND YOU THAT STRUGGLE FINANCIALLY, I PRAY THAT YOU WOULD LEARN THE LESSON. GIVE AND IT SHALL BE GIVEN unto ME. YES. LORD, RAISE UP GIVERS TODAY ON THIS PARTICULAR STREAM TODAY, WHEREVER THEY'RE WATCHING US. Let it happen. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.